0: That focuses on self-care, navigating college life, and chasing success. Hello everyone! Today we got a little special guest in the house. We got my mom. Hello, everybody. Ms. Heather Professor Smartass Anderson. Oh, Not uh-huh. smart ass like you're a bitch, but like a smart person.
1: Sometimes I can be a smart ass. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. We yeah. all have that in us.
0: And we also got Miss Mill. So you might hear Miss Mill in the background yeah. because she loves to make her presence known because she is one needy dog.
1: Mhm.
0: Yes. But today we are going to be talking about raising kids and being happy adults. Originally it was going to be like what was it? Raising kids for a successful success. future. Yeah. But after talking with my mom, she didn't feel like success was like a good way to word it I guess yeah
1: well because that like what success means is so different
0: to each different person. everyone
1: yeah yeah so that was that was hard we're gonna focus
0: to. more on like how you can have happy kids and help them to have a happy adulthood but still not be like overbearing or like mm-hmm. overprotective I guess and let your kids mm-hmm. still have their independence but still like be there and what's yeah. the appropriate amount to be I don't want to involved sounds bad but like you don't want to be like over involved.
1: Yeah, you don't want to be like a helicopter parent. Yes. That's what they call. them Yes. Yeah. Oh, I've heard all that's about that. That's so hard not to be though. Yeah. For me yeah. anyway. Maybe not for some people, but for me that's hard. I was so overprotected as a kid growing up, yeah. and so I kind of judge everything against that, and so like I felt like I was for sure being like more laid back than my mom was, mm-hmm. but maybe that wasn't true to you guys or compared to other parents even yeah but it's it's a tough balance for sure, i wouldn't
0: say i ever felt like you helicoptered the only thing that pissed me off when i was a kid was like you'd be like be home at 11 and i was like no absolutely not <laughs> you almost always cut curfew though yeah yeah but yeah. that's like now that i'm older i'm like that's totally reasonable like 11 is late 11 mm-hmm. is later than i would stay out now shit i'm bed <laughs> at 7 p.m <laughs>
1: I was in bed at 9 last night. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You were in bed at 8.30. I think I fell asleep at 9. But, yeah, it's, uh, you know, this COVID thing and and all the teaching online and different schedules. It's exhausting. (sighs) It's It's exhausting. I'm already tired and old. So, you know.
0: (laughs) You're not old. You're a young girl. All right. Originally, I was thinking, like, what are things that I felt like I learned or, like, you instilled in us Mm when I was little that have translated to my adulthood that I feel like are good things to know. And so like originally my notes were like, I'm thankful that you had us do chores. Cause now I know that I have to do chores as an adult. Yeah. Not like chores, but like yeah. keeping things clean makes me feel like I have my shit together. I think, so well, I yeah. think that was good to learn. I, yeah, I think
1: like working hard is for yeah. sure something you want to do. Yeah. Hard and kids. work. Yeah. And then, Whether that's hard work on like, yeah, household kind of stuff or yeah. hard work. On schoolwork, hard work on taking care of yourself and your friends and your family. Yeah, whatever yeah. yeah. And then, like,
0: I was thinking, like, manners also. And then I feel like having a savings account was something that was good for me because we opened that when I was in, like, sixth grade.
1: Yeah, babysitting age. and Yeah, yeah. and I started, mm-hmm.
0: like saving for a car which obviously it wasn't like anything crazy it was like here's twenty dollars can you take it to the bank for me because I couldn't even like drive it's a
1: lot for a little kid but for a
0: kid yeah I mean it added up and so I'm thankful for that because that made me want to save as an adult even Mm -hmm. though it's very hard but that's something that we learned Young, I guess, or like whenever we would go to the mall, you would have us do chores that we could go to the mall. It wasn't like you just gave us (laughs) twenty dollars. Like sometimes, yes, but do you remember how we did chores? Yes, shoot, like it was (laughs) like (laughs) yes. Let me tell you all about it. (laughs) It was like we had like a chore. Jar, jar, yeah, and it had little like popsicle sticks in it, and each one was a dollar. So I'd be busting my ass all morning doing like twenty five chores so
1: that I could go to the mall and buy a single Bath and Body Works hand sanitizer. Well, they each had, each had like, like a different amount. Like if it was an easier chore, like swiffering the wood floor, took oh, yeah. like. A minute. So yeah. then that was a dollar. If it was like dusting a living room, that was $2. I like, forgot that some of them were different prices. Oh, Do you remember how much picking up poop? Oh, I was just
0: going to say, I would <laughs> always go to pick up dog shit because it would be like $10 and I was like, oh, yeah. I'm rich. <laughs>
1: that one was, no one wanted to do that. So that was a high price ticket <laughs> item. So that was $10. But but yeah, the, that teaches kids. Well, and I think the the, you know, the important thing, I, I actually just read about that back then um, in one of my books because it's like we... When we have to, as teachers and parents, when we have to do more work than the child is to get them to do their chore, then that's not what we want. That's not working. And so chore charts and and those types of things always work great at first, right? And then the kids get sick of it. And then it's the parents going, Did you remember to make your bed? Did you remember to do this? Mark it on the chore chart. And then it becomes this like nagging, awful thing when really hard work should be the reward kind of in and of itself, you know? And so. By giving the kiddos choices, then it's still no one likes to clean the house, you know. No one likes to pick up dog poop, but it allowed you at least enough freedom that you could choose or not choose. But I did think we made, like, a minimum on it because, like, once Maddie figured out that she could (laughs) choose, like, you were all about, like, I'm going to make 20 bucks. Go. Yeah, Maddie was like, eh. I don't need any money this week, which is so her. She's yeah. like, eh, I don't really need any money this week. I'm not going to do any chores. I forgot she would it. So, or she'd do
0: like one $5 thing and she's like, I'm done. Yeah. I so it kind of backfired. Right. Each,
1: and that's the, that's the theme of what I, a lot of what I wrote down here just to jot uh, my memory was like each kid's going to need something different. Yeah. And so there's no one method or no one theory that's going to work right. But, but I did end up putting some kind of minimum, like you have to do at least two chores a week or something because she was... Kind of trying to get out of it a little bit at
0: first. That's interesting. So I never really like understood that. Like I, kn- I knew that like my friends had chore charts, and I didn't really understand why we didn't. Like now that I was like I was thankful for it, but I guess I never like really understood why we mm-hmm. did that. But now I guess that makes sense. Yeah. That's a good kid's idea. choice. It's yeah that, that
1: helps a lot for sure. Yeah. Cause then
0: I didn't dread doing it because I wasn't forced mm-hmm. to do it every week. Like I didn't never minded Swiffering and I still don't mind Swiffering, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, right. right. And the other thing that I was thinking from my point of view, before we jump into your opinions, yeah, no, for um, is growing up and seeing how you and dad worked as a team, mm-hmm. I think made me understand as an adult, how teamwork should be handled or, what I want in a relationship because we had a good example of that. So I think that like leading by example for your kids is a good thing.
1: Yeah, I actually had that down. I've written that down too in my notes that, yeah, I think it's, it is about teamwork and understanding how to work together, how to solve problems. Um, makes your adulthood a little easier when you already understand how that should be Yeah, working, yeah. I guess. Right. Well, because we talk about when I teach class on this, like we talk about like there's three different parenting and or teaching styles. And so you have like the permissive parent, right? Who's like, ah, do whatever you want. And they're kind of like that parent that almost wants to be a friend versus a parent. I mean, now we're friends because you're an adult, right. but like when you were little, um, and then there's the authoritarian parent who was like how I was raised. My mom was like, it's my way or the highway. You do it. Cause I said to do it. And she wasn't so much as a role model is she was just like do it because I'm telling you to and mm-hmm. I'm the parent right which was very even more common in yeah, the 70s yeah. you know for sure um and then there's the authoritative parent which is kind of what we should all aim for and again no one's perfect <laughs> <laughs> on any given day we make so many mistakes and wish we could you know take back things we say but the authoritative parent is kind of like a democracy like there are boundaries and there are consequences when you break those boundaries but we want to give kids as much freedom as possible within those boundaries
0: that's similar to like the leadership styles it's the same Mm -hmm. thing only it's not authoritative it's
1: like democrat democratic or something like that yeah same thing but
0: yeah that's the one that I always thought was the best is Mm -hmm. like leadership wise
1: yeah well in in, I think with kiddos with well even it leads into happy adulthood as well I think that if we love people unconditionally whether that's children or spouses or um our students you know our neighbors if we love people unconditionally um if we always have that in mind then that that helps yeah guide your thinking right like because i think a lot of parents and teachers worry about so many small things like i do Mm. it too i get wrapped up in like oh i wish Doug would do the laundry, you know, my husband. I wish he would help. I wish he would do the laundry, mm-hmm. and, that, and that stuff all does matter. But like, you have to always look at the bigger picture, you know. Right. And same thing with kiddos. Like, are you really? Do you really want to fight about that little thing with them, or is there a bigger picture and you can let some little stuff go? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah, learn learned to let the little stuff go. Um, and I, I wrote down here too. It's same is for kids as is for adults. Like, always choose love. But that's always easier said than done. Mm-hmm. You know, it's easy to say, right, when we're just the two of us chit-chatting right. about this, like, love people unconditionally, love children unconditionally. Um, she always choose love. like, And that's true. I do believe those things. But it, it gets complicated, right? Life is a lot of gray area. It's not always black and white. I definitely was raised that life was right or wrong. It was black or white. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that anymore. I think it's very gray. I think each person is on their own journey and has to figure out what happiness means to them. So I think that is our job as parents is and partners too, is just to help support the other person to figure out what makes them happy. Cause I, I can remember when you were like maybe late teens, you know, asking like, what do you think I should do about yeah. whatever? Yeah. And sometimes I would know, like, for sure, like, this is the right thing to do, or that's against the law, so you're going to do this, or, you know, there are some, still some black and white situations like that, but for the most part, it was just helping you to figure out what you needed to do for yourself. Yeah,
0: I remember that with, like, early college, because I would always go back and forth, because I always knew that I wanted, like, business since I was 16, and then started taking like accounting and i was like oh no absolutely fuck this and then i went Mm -hmm. to my mom and i was like what should i do like i have no idea because like i have lots of interests but it wasn't like one specific thing and i still feel like that and that's why i chose something that was broader Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's hard to know like i still don't know like you were like what do you want to do when you grow up and i was like i don't know i said like what would your (laughs) idea we just said that this morning like what would
1: your job be and you're like well because again, you I never don't know what know. to say when
0: people ask me that. I'm always just like, something in management or business. <laughs> Except, like, I don't know specifically. Like, I do want a business, but I don't know exactly what. Because yeah. I have like 15 ideas, but like, what would actually work in theory, I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? And you don't know because, like, plus so you never tried it depend. out.
0: Like, never HR it. would be okay. cool, but I've never tried it. I might absolutely hate it once I get into yep. it. So yep. you just have to, like, experiment and find what's going to make you happy. Absolutely. And it's okay to take time off mm-hmm. after college because I did not want to rush. Into that shit. Yeah,
1: absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta gotta take the time.
0: Yeah, for sure.
1: Um, I don't know, what else else did I have here? My points were, oh, and, like, the relationship with other people, like, what makes you happy, um... I don't know. I just, I just was thinking about this m- this morning and I was, it just, in, in a relationship, I think, and a lot of your listeners are probably like your age, you Mostly, know, yeah. but, or people my age that are getting divorced and mm-hmm. onto their second, you right. know, relationships or marriages. So it's, uh, it's tough. And, but I think we have to think about like, do you want to be in that relationship or do you need them? Is, like that's, we all need yeah, each other. That's like, deep. We, we all need people. Like we all. I need you. I uh-huh. need Daddy.
0: I need Maddie. I need. That reminds me of that movie last night. you're uh, Like I, I need, need you.
1: you. Oh yeah, maybe that's where, where I got it from. My subconscious. I know. We
0: watched a scary movie yeah. last night, and it was shoot, It was like a, a bad like mother daughter relationship or something. Like and Munchausen like, by, sin, by Yeah, she's like, you need me. <laughs> But I get you. But means. that's exactly
1: right, though. Like, <laughs> yes. are you? Are do you stay in a relationship because you need them? And we all do need people. I right. don't. So that's kind of hard to say. I don't have the right words for that. But I think when you say need, oh, like that person needs me, yeah. then it's like it's a way of like control, or it's a way of yeah. like, oh, they're not going to leave because they need me, right? And I get what you mean. Yeah, but if you're in a relationship because you want mm-hmm. to be with that person, you love that person. I think that's one of the things that to think about for happiness yeah, in your adult life. No I wish matter.
0: I saw some quote about that, but I can't remember what it was. Mm. I wish I remember what it was, but it was something similar like that.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, what's not that this is all about relationships with other people, but that's always, we're all intertwined, you know, mm-hmm. but I think um, you have to figure out who you are, what makes you happy. What's going to, what are your non-negotiables? Like, what are you going to stand on? And then, Something that, of course, it makes sense when you when you really think about it. But sometimes we make choices that we know are good for us. Like, you know, with with my mom, with your grandma. Like, I know for my own mental health, I could not have a narcissistic p- person in my right. life. Mm-hmm. So I knew that I had to separate myself from my mom. I still love my mom. I had to mourn the relationship that I mm-hmm. always wanted to have with, with a mother figure. Um So I knew that that was the right choice for me and it was a good decision. But then sometimes there's always the other side of that where it it can be lonely, for instance, or Mm -hmm. like things like I was in the parking lot of a store um, waiting to go in and I saw uh, a person my age in their 40s driving and then there was an older person, like maybe 70 in the seat next to her and they were like laughing and talking. I couldn't hear them. Obviously they were in the car, but it just like gave me kind of a pang. Like I got a, a, a... shot in my heart like yeah. oh i wish i had yeah. that so there's some bad that comes with the good decisions I, I feel think like that's that good to be friends mindful.
0: Mm-hmm. like not in the same way obviously but like sometimes when i see like kids my age with friends i'm like damn i wish i had a friend like that yeah because like i yeah. do have people that i consider my friends but it's like i don't see them <coughs> regularly or when i'm at school i don't see them because they're here and so that can be lonely but it's not mm-hmm. like a, it's not like a choice thing like yours was but I get that feeling or like now that I'm older and away from home and living by myself, I have to find what actually makes me happy. Instead of just like, I felt like when I lived here, it was such like a routine. Like I would go to school eight hours a day and I'd come home and I'd eat. And so like, not a lot of choice, right? It was mm-hmm. not like you didn't give us choice. Cause you did. And like we had the weekends, but like I, I was so school. busy and then I, like in my free time, it was like band. So I think once I got to college and I'd live by myself and I didn't have band and my friends were away, that that was when I had to like, Be like, well, shit, what do I actually like? Mm -hmm. Like, I felt like Mm -hmm. I I knew, like, I thought that I knew who I was, but, like, I feel like this year I'm starting to find out what I actually like doing. Especially with quarantine, like, I was like, well, shit, I have to do something. Like, I I can't just sit. So Mm -hmm. I was like, well, I like journaling. I like organizing. I like plants. I like to plant things. Like, I like crafts. And so now I feel like I'm finding what I like to do in my free time. Yeah. Which I think everyone can do with this lockdown bullshit.
1: <laughs> yeah, try to find something good about it. Yeah, that—that's key it. happiness. Like, yeah. find no matter what happens negatively, bad—it's bad in your life. Whatever that might be, different to different people. Then, but what is what is this teaching me? What mm-hmm. can I learn from this? This is really hard and it really sucks right now. But but what's the end result? Because I think you have to go through those hard times. Where you sometimes wish you could just crawl up in a corner and and cry yourself to sleep. Like, you have to go through those hard times to realize what the good feels like. Yeah. And then to make choices toward keeping that happy feeling. Yeah. But then, you know, I also have, like, in my notes, too, like, like chasing happiness. That's kind of like that success word. Like, Mm -hmm. there's something about those two words that are so, like, defined by society. I think maybe that's what bothers me. Like, what's success to someone might not be success to someone else or that's not how i want to live my life so what makes one person happy might not make another person happy and so i think a lot of people maybe like late teens early 20s are chasing this idea of happiness and you guys have social media which is awesome in so many ways but you guys see all this like perfection this happiness on social media that isn't always true and so I think we have these ideals in our heads from movies, from social media, about what happiness looks like. Oh, it's got to fit in this box. But it, it's it's not that at all. Like, don't let that trick you. Like, sometimes happiness is messy. <laughs> sometimes it doesn't look like someone else's. And sometimes you get you get flack for that. You get flack from other people for, um, I don't know. I've always gotten this, I feel from other people, even now sometimes I get this, uh, from other women, this, uh, I don't know, why Why don't you wear makeup? Why do you only get your hair cut three times a year? I feel why? like
0: that too. And I, <laughs>
1: that stuff is never, it's not like, oh, I'm getting old and I don't care. Mm-hmm. i have just, that's just always been me. Right. And when I did wear makeup and, and yes, I do sometimes and I do dress up and I have to dress up to go to work, you know, that kind of thing. But that's not really how I'm comfortable. And so Mm -hmm. even when society is telling me I should do this or I should look a certain way, I still have to go, but that doesn't make me feel good.
0: Right. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I feel like that with like, I follow a lot of people from bachelor nation because I love the bachelor. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) And a lot of them are just like traveling like 24 seven. And I'm like, that's the only thing that bothers me. Like, I don't really, Like, look at, like, magazines anymore and be like, oh, my God, I want that life. I don't – like, I don't look at that because I know it's not real. But, like, Mm. the traveling shit, I'm like, that's real. And, like, they're doing it and they're probably getting paid to do it. And I wish I could do that. And that makes me feel, like, sad, I guess. But it's so not realistic for so many people that – like, I can't go travel and start a blog and be a millionaire. Like, a lot of these people I follow, like, that's not – I mean, it could be realistic, but it's probably not. Like, what are your steps <laughs> to get to that
1: point? Like, right. I think yeah. a lot of people, especially your generation, I, I love so many things about your generation. But I think one of the things that social media has done is you see this end result. You mm-hmm. see this. Oh my God, they're traveling all over the world. They're right. getting paid to blog, but didn't like, see how they got there. Yeah. What's the steps that's to get true. there? Like, yeah. Sometimes I, that's yeah. I worry about
0: that sometimes with this podcast that like, I feel like I've said it a few times, but like. I feel like this is such, like, I try to be so positive on here and, like, try to give good tips and stuff, but, like, sometimes I don't feel positive and, like, happy, Mm -hmm. which I'm sure people realize that, but I feel like I always, like, portray myself as being, like, happy all the time, but, like, there are some days where I literally do not want to record this so much, and then Mm -hmm. I just put on my little happy voice and I'm like, I love it, which I do like it, but, like, sometimes I'm like, I don't like this. And, like, I hope that people realize that, like, I struggle, too, with, like, anxiety or sometimes i have sad days or some days i'm lonely and maybe i don't express that enough on the podcast like i don't want it to come across like i'm being fake
1: you know right because there's that fake positive that a lot of people do and it's super irritating
0: yeah (laughs) you're not like i don't feel like i'm like that but i I don't know like i definitely struggle too Mm -hmm. maybe not as much as i did in like high school with like anxiety and stuff but definitely like loneliness like living by myself Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank god i have millie
1: <laughs> yes, she's, a
0: she's the best emotional she's the support best, girl. Best shot dog ever. <laughs> I'm gonna do an episode about emotional support animals soon. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested mm-hmm. in that, you should definitely listen. There
1: you go. <laughs> you got anything else, Mom? Um, yeah. You know what? One of the things I guess I have under um, under the kids category of like raising kiddos and stuff. Because I think we went. I know, we went all over the place. We sure did. We, we, sorry, we, we, <laughs> we were like, how talk- are
0: we going to outline this?
1: We'll just talk. <laughs> and we have an outline, but then we, I skipped around. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, I, I have that. like, part of kids do need boundaries. But then, of course, we talked about having, like, freedom in that inside those boundaries and then loving them unconditionally. I think part of helping kids learn to be happy and take care of themselves and knowing, knowing themselves so they do end up as happy adults is, like, showing them the world like it's our job to show them the world's our job to give them experiences that like rather than forcing a child to play basketball for instance mm-hmm. let's let's hey let's try basketball this season hey if you don't like it we'll try swimming next year we'll try you yeah. know and so i always like, appreciate that just, that you guys let us yeah. choose what we want
0: to do because like yeah. do something that was always the rule do yeah. something everyone in the neighborhood was like forced into like travel soccer travel basketball or like Everyone had, like, mm-hmm. a thing that their parents forced them to do in our neighborhood anyway. Yep. And I felt like we were the only ones that, like, actually got to choose what we liked, and I liked that. Because I yeah. did, like, every sport. Like, swimming was my main thing, but, like, mm-hmm. I didn't want to be tied down to one sport, you yeah. know?
1: And sports are – I'm, and I'm I'm not a sports enthusiast. I played basketball yeah. for a while in school because it was a social thing, but um, – I love basketball, but – that's fine for some people, right? But again, it's it's about forcing the child to do something. Yeah. And I know k- kids don't know what they don't know. And But that's what I'm getting at is like, let's just show them and give them experiences and support them. That might be learning how to play an instrument. That might be, you know, um, learning how to garden or whatever it is. But letting them learn to navigate through that. And yes, you need to stick with it for a while. Finish the season out. I think there's validity to all that. But we want to develop trust in themselves like yeah. you I want you to trust that you know and, and I don't necessarily because I'm not inside your brain I don't mm-hmm. I don't know I mean I know some stuff about the world I'm here to guide you um there might be consequences you know to behaviors uh that type of thing but but teaching that child to learn to know themselves and trust themselves I think is one of the best gifts because it helps it does help adulthood yeah that makes I agree sense. so yeah. when you're
0: forced to do something then you end up not liking it at the end like mm-hmm, there are so mm-hmm. many kids right, in the neighborhood right. that were like, I hate gymnastics now, because their parents were like, you have to do it, you have to, do, you have to do it,
1: because yeah. you're good at it. And I, again, I think it's good. the parents' ideal of what success is, yeah. right? And the kids, and I, I do get this. It was easy to fall into this trap. Like my children are an extension of me, and so if my children are successful, I'm successful. I look yeah. like a, I look like a good parent. And so in the neighborhood, lots of great things about where we where you grew up, but. I think that was one of the negatives of, of mm. people in the, the upper middle class, I guess, was that everyone was comparing each other and each other's children, and there was this always this competitive spirit, which Very again much. can be great mm. in certain instances, but when you're letting that run how you parent and all the time your kids are spending is about looking good and competing with the neighbors or with your classmates, it's missing the point it mean? puts a lot
0: of pressure on too the kids much too it's
1: too much pressure
0: i even felt pressure like just at regular ass school yeah that's another thing like i yeah school is a good thing obviously i know you're a teacher but like school is just too much school never made me happy and it's like 20 years of your life and
1: mm-hmm. it's i don't
0: know obviously you have to go to school but, like that's like a whole other. that's a whole nother
1: ted talk uh for
0: you know. <laughs> That's a whole oh. other
1: uh, Emma talk. School uh, is such a draining thing. Because school could be different.
0: Oh, it's it, too competitive. It there's a- too much pressure on grades, yeah. and it shouldn't be like that. It would be a
1: whole restructuring and of the memorization. system.
0: Yeah. I, I yeah. can't tell you shit, because all it was memorize same. it and forget it. It's
1: not the same as learning. Ugh, Memor- memorizing is not the same no. as learning. Yeah. Ugh, such so bullshit. Do you I, know
0: that they changed the ABCs? Mm-mm. What? Oh, I couldn't even sing it for you. They changed the way that it's sung. Oh, uh-uh. it's so weird. It's like the L M N O P part that I used yeah. to always screw up. They changed it, but huh. I don't remember how it is. There's like a pause between. It. It's like L M N O P or I don't know. It's really uh-huh. weird. I'll have to listen to it.
1: Yeah, I do remember <laughs> as a kid thinking L M N O P was a word.
0: Yeah, I always thought that too. So it's probably better. <laughs> but like, that's
1: weird. Same with like changing the math. That's just too much. Common core math. Too much. Yeah. yeah. But again, I, I know I sound like I'm like, maybe too, too free uh, with with parenting and, and I'm not. I was, when I, you knew when I did get upset, I was, I meant business. Oh yeah. Cause I didn't get upset very often. <laughs> so when I did, I meant business. And I, I do think that kids need consequences. Like, mm-hmm. um, but I think we, we do things that don't make any sense like as parents. Like when you're, when you hit your sister, and then a parent hits the kid right. for parenting that doesn't make any sense. So Very right, we don't want our kids to hit their siblings. So we talk about how that feels when mm. you get hit, and what could we do instead of hitting? Oh, we could talk. We could say I'm angry at you. <laughs> we could, you know, or you go could be, draw. You, could, you <laughs> could have an angry journal like you did. Um, I feel
0: like I said that last time, but like she, we would usually get like sent to our room or like have our phones taken away or something. And yeah. I went to my room. Me and Maddie both got sent to our rooms, and our rooms were, like, diagonal from each other, and there was, like, an opening to the downstairs between our rooms, and I drew this really fucking... I don't even remember what it looks like, but it was a mean picture of, mm-hmm. of you because I was so pissed off or whatever. I don't mm-hmm. even know what I did. I was mean mom. Yeah, I tried to make it into a paper airplane to fly it to Maddie's room because, like, we couldn't talk so we were in trouble in our rooms, and it went downstairs, and then she opened it, and I was like, I'm going to be dead. I'm in so much trouble <laughs> I remember I was like, oh, no. But yeah. it feels, I think it's a good idea to have your kids, uh, like, draw.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get code, out their anger. Yeah, write about it. Because now that, like,
0: I don't draw anymore, but, like, I write. Because, like, you taught us to, like,
1: mm-hmm. show, do your emotions like that. And talk about your emotions, obviously. Yeah. Because emotions do that are fine. Like, I think sometimes kids' emotions make us adults uncomfortable. Yeah. So things, we say things like, oh, don't worry about that. Don't be sad and we're just trying to help yeah. we don't mean any harm but instead we need to say i i understand that you're angry mm-hmm. but you can't hit your sister right so what do we do instead and then give them an alternative behavior so if we don't want them to bite or hit then give them something else to do right yeah. we often just tell them what we don't want them to do without giving them here's what you can A do reason
0: yeah a reason and then we I say do that it. with management too because like if you're just like mm-hmm. go do that they're not going to listen because they don't understand the reason for it oh yeah like even being like 16 20 whatever yeah yeah, they, yeah. people won't want to do it absolutely but yeah yeah I think that translates to parents yeah yeah you got anything else girl
1: <laughs> so much we could write, oh, we so much. write a book but we're a little bit long that's today, a good though. start so yeah um, we might
0: have to do like a part two someday
1: yeah, but you know, know that like I—I I think when I was your age, you guys know better now. But like when I was your age, I remember thinking, "Oh, those thirty-five-year-olds have it all figured out. I cannot wait to grow up and have my yeah. life together, and everything is going to be simple and easy." And that's just a lie. And <laughs> I realize that now. <laughs> adults that do weird. not always have all their shit together. And you know, I'm, I turned forty-eight this summer. I mean, I feel like I'm in a good spot in my life, but it doesn't mean that they're aren't still problems or there's still things yeah. I'm working on or like for me, I think I, 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 don't mean to, to control, but sometimes I try to control situations. You know, I want them to, I want it to look a certain way or to be a certain mm. way. And yeah, I'm just trying in different, in different areas of my life to learn to let go because all I can really control is myself so I can't I can't make someone else do anything and then that's that's not really happiness anyway. Yeah. So I feel that too. I'm working on that. Yeah. yeah. Everyone has something they can work on. I'm working on it. Yeah. So do you and be happy and yes. don't listen to the rest of the world and what they're telling you. You figure it out. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for
0: being on today, Mom. <laughs> Thanks for having me, oh, daughter. You're welcome. Love you. Love you. So, if you did not see, I've posted December episodes. So, I'm going to read them off in case you don't follow the pages, but you should definitely follow the pages if you have not. And check out the website, empoweringemma.net. So, December is December 4th, Netflix Need to Watch. So, I'm going to go over my favorite shows. December 11th, Emotional Support Animals. I'm going to talk about my baby mill. December eighteenth is my business journal. That one's gonna be really fun. And December twenty fifth, religion and Santa. If you want to hear me go off on some bullshit, you can listen to that one. Can I join
1: you on for that one?
0: Literally, I okay. was already gonna ask okay. you. Yeah, I'll be You're back. You're the most favorite guest. I'll be back for the Ooh. Santa and religion. I love that stuff. I know. Okay. Like, is it right to lie to your kids about Santa? Ooh. I don't know. You should come and listen. Think about it. Yes. Thank you for listening, and have a great day.